Hey y'all, this is Ginger DeVries, guest number 56 of the podcast encouraging you today to use your position to broadcast God's love. All things work together for the good to those who love God and to those who's called according to his purpose. God has sent Jesus to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives. Freedom, my friends. That season may not be the thing that you wanted necessarily, but God needs you to learn something. Hindsight with God, you understand, but in the middle of stuff, you just gotta hang on and trust Him. We're not supposed to do for God, we're supposed to be for God. The doing is a side effect. God is able to bless you abundantly. If He can take care of the birds of the air and the flowers of the field, yes. so more can He do for you. It's all going to work together for your good. If you love God, you just continue to stay humble, seek God, and it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. God's word says, whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. We pray this episode is an encouragement to you to go out and use your position to broadcast his love. From Scotto Albritton Studios, here's your host, Ricky. Hey everyone, and welcome to Broadcast His Love. This is a podcast where we talk about what life looks like when we decrease our name and increase God's name because it's all about Jesus living life on purpose for Him. And I don't know what you're doing today, what your plans are, what your week looks like, but I know that God loves you so much. He is our Heavenly Father, and He has wonderful plans for your life. So I'm so grateful that you're here Our prayer is that you get encouraged by one of our guests that we have on to go out and use your position, no matter what it is, to broadcast God's love. So our guest today is going to do that. She's got the fire of the Holy Spirit in her belly. Let me tell you, Ava Sturgeon, she's the interim director of Women at Olive Baptist Church here in Pensacola, Florida. She's an author of several books, several popular books that we're going to dive into and learn more about. And she's also a newly retired high school English teacher of 30 years. Ava Sturgeon, how are you? Hey, Ricky. I'm doing great. I love that introduction. You have me fired up already. And she's walking on the stage right now. Let's give it up for Ava. (laughs) Yes. Glory to God. Glory to God. That's right. Yes. As my son would say, like, just grab a palm frond and start saying, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna. (laughs) I love it. That is precious. How are you, Ava? Oh, I am doing well. I'm doing very well. I am um, waking up, praising the Lord for this day, even through the heat. So all is good. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Our uh, AC in the podcast studio has been out for some time now. We're working on it, but Ava would have been here with us face to face in the studio, (laughs) but we're talking over Zoom. So I'm sorry, you guys. It's it's hot back here, okay? (laughs) Well, I'm a lot cooler than you are. So sorry about that, but we'll just keep it moving. Exactly. Well, um, the first thing I want to talk about is that you're the interim director of women at Olive Baptist Church, which anybody who's listened to this podcast knows how much we love Olive Baptist Church. And Beth Harris was a dear friend of mine, a mentor of the podcast, a spiritual mentor to me. And she came on several times, uh, but she passed away in March. And we did a podcast to remember her life a few weeks ago. And Ava Sturgeon, one of her dear friends, I think she would call you her sister. I mean, just legit, you know, sisters in Christ, but also like looks into your eyes. You're my sister. Um, Yes. You spoke at her funeral. I did. 
I did. And let me say that Beth had many, many sisters. And so, um, so many people who knew Beth are sitting here thinking, you know, I was her best friend. Like, how yeah. dare Ava, you know? So I was her bestie. I want, uh, <laughs> that's right. We're all her bestie. But that's the the magic that Beth had is that she could look into your eyes. And she was sincere. She was in the moment. And she was all of our Christian sisters. So, yes, what an honor to represent all of her friends at the funeral. Um, it was a sad day, but the Holy Spirit was there. And we know that Beth is better off than all of us now. So that's she such is. a comfort. She is. And, you know, I don't know if anybody who's listening to this has lost someone, but just remembering those last few lines that Ava just said, just remembering that she's with Jesus. She's with our Heavenly mm-hmm. Father. She's in paradise. It's like you're thinking, like, what is she doing right now? She's at the feet of the Father. You know, how crowded is it? What is going on there? And it sounds so much better than where we are, where we are here. But we have Jesus' name to proclaim for whatever reason for a little more time. Yes. And then when God calls us home, praise be to Him for going. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Lord, for letting us get the opportunity to know and be encouraged mm. by Beth. And and she would want, for the person who's listening, I just got this like pump of energy. If you are doing <laughs> ministry, like Ava's doing ministry, you know, she has for a long time. And I'm doing ministry right now and just like proclaiming Jesus to you who's listening and just to trust him and like, don't let go, like cling to Jesus, read the Bible. It's awesome. But if Beth were talking right now, she would encourage you who's listening to dive into the Bible. Like she would be like, read the Bible, read the Bible, read the Bible, go to church. Like it's so for your benefit. And she would just want you to know that if you're doing ministry, just to keep clinging to Jesus and rest in him. and to not back down. I mean, just to keep going with Christ. She would want that for you. That is so true. And for everyone out there who has clung to Jesus for some time, the relationship just gets more and more intimate. And the longer I walk, the more I'm convinced that he is who he said he was Mm -hmm. and that he is perfecting me. Not that I'm perfect by many, many means, but he brings his truth to mind in such deep, intimate, and sure ways that the more I walk, the more I know I want to keep walking. I want to keep walking. Yes. Yes. And and like for whoever's listening, if you feel like you're walking through the trenches, I was uh, talking with a girlfriend today. She was telling me about like a hard season in her life. And she's like, by this date, if I didn't get what God promised me, I was going to be like, okay, like, I don't know how I continue can continue on. And she said that day came and went. And she was like, well, God, I still trust you, <laughs> you know? And yes. what, what it did is it got her into deeper relationship with Jesus. And so I just want to encourage whoever's listening, if you feel like you've been walking in the trenches, that God is still with you in those trenches. Like, I mean, how long have you been a believer, Ava? I trusted Jesus at eight years old. Really? And it was, yes. And I knew that I was all in. I was on the tail end of the Jesus revolution of the early to mid seventies. And although I'm a little bit younger than that, I was about six or seven years old and I have older cousins and aunts and uncles who were all in. So if you've seen that movie, the Jesus revolution, I was the mascot of sorts with my sister and my cousins and uncles and aunts would take us to places where we would talk Jesus and, you know, all the stereotypes, sing the songs with the guitar, pray aloud. And we were 
on the team. And so I knew very early on that I was not trusting Jesus uh, to get to heaven, but to be near God and to please him and to glorify him with all of my days. And I'm going to tell you, trusting like that is the most exciting thing I have ever done. Even at eight, I knew that this was an eternal game changer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can you like share a little bit more? This is not what we planned on talking about today, but I'm no. like, I love hearing about when people get that first spark of Jesus because Ooh, I want I you on the other end to remember when that happened for you, even if it's like right now. But um, Ava, if you don't mind sharing with us what that, <laughs> yes. that spark was I, like. Absolutely. And I will say this before I, I start, and I will be brief, that a friend said to me just two days ago, we cannot manufacture worship. We cannot manufacture these things. The Holy Spirit comes and indwells in us and lights us on fire. And I will say that if anyone out there listening would like that fire, that's a prayer that God always says yes to. So I think, no, I know it started with the Holy Spirit working in me, but um, yeah, there were um, older, older, they were, you know, 18 years old, 18, 19, 20, and they loved Jesus and took me with them. So I would say for anyone who has children or nephews or nieces or neighbors, scooping them up and making them, I'm going to say, part of the team was huge for me. I wasn't a kid who was separated with, you know, all the time with age appropriate necessarily. I was sitting right there with them on the front porch of a house painted purple because this is the early 70s yeah and there's a guitar and my uncle Kenny is singing it only takes a spark to get a fire going I will not sing that for you now but I sang at the top of my lungs they would pray and they might say Ava would you like to pray and in my little curly haired overbite freckle face barefoot self I was addressing God with my Christian brothers and sisters yes a- Age did not matter. You know, I was naive, but all trusting. I was 100% saved like they were 100% saved. I was 100% filled with the Spirit as they were. So it's not even a matter of spiritual or physical maturity. God says that when we trust Him, we are all in. And the Holy Spirit did that for me. Oh my goodness. That is amazing. The verse that (laughs) just popped up, Psalms 28, 7, talking about the Lord is my strength and my shield. And yes. my heart trusts and I am helped. My heart exalts. And with my song, I give thanks to him. And that's a, like, I just imagine like you on that front <laughs> part, on not on that front porch, excuse me, um, trusting Jesus and him just being your song. Oh, don't you know he smiled at that little kid, you know? <laughs> oh, she thinks she's big, you know. <laughs> so but, cute. <laughs> oh, but I was on fire for the Lord. And I just think when I see teenagers and middle school. Of course, my my first passion is for teenage and middle school girls. That's just, I think, born out of my own struggles to be a Jesus follower during those hard times. But I want to bring them along because I don't think that we should be separated and have them go through those alone. Bring them into the fold and help them catch that fire also. Yeah. And if you don't mind, let's dive into your books. For the person okay. who's listening, Ava is so sweet. So I wanted to talk about your books because of what they're about, um, okay. about young women of faith, um, talking about a daughter's heart, falling in love with the father, which is like right up our alley for broadcast mm. is love. 
and then a daughter's worth, um, a Bible study for teenage girls. This just, I mean, they've been out since 2006 and 2011. And yes, for you all who's listening, Ava was like, when we don't have to talk about it, they've been out for a while and, you know, they sell, they sell (laughs) pretty steadily, but I wanted um, you to share why you wrote these books, because for the person who's listening, we've never had someone on who's written a book for the teenage generation, teenage girls. Okay. So I would love for you just to share what the books are about and really how God led you to write them. Sure. Well, the first book, A Daughter's Worth, was written because I was a yearbook sponsor during my teenage, uh, not my teenage, but my teaching years. I worked in youth at church and girls would ask me questions. They knew that I followed Jesus. And so they would be questions about what do I do with my parents? I don't agree with what they're saying to me. Um, you know, rules or otherwise, uh, boys, what do we do with the boys? My emotions all over the place. Uh, I don't have friends. And so I would say, okay, I know what you think, but what does the Bible say? And now how do we adjust our thinking to what the Bible says? And so in having these topics ready-made, a daughter's worth was born. There's a lot more to the story, but that's the short version. And so I had 15 girls come over to my house And I'd say, okay, we're going to talk about friends, what kind of friends. And they would form what I would write when they would leave. And so we met for 12 weeks. At the end of 12 weeks, I had a 12-week Bible study that addressed those real issues, but with the relevance of the Bible to address those issues. So it's part journal, part devotion, part Bible study. So that's the first one. Would this be a a book that some teenage girls could do like independently, like in a group, like, would this be a good teenage girls group study, if that makes sense? Yes. Most of um, the sales, I don't like talking about sales, but most of the participation, I'll say it that way, um, do occur in whole groups. Every girl gets a book. They, you know, address it. Um, Some Sunday school programs use it or discipleship programs every year for, say, ninth graders, something along those lines. I never thought that middle school would use it. Um, Not that there's anything inappropriate, but I think it works because the questions I ask are very general, like, what's the hardest part of so-and-so? And so a middle school girl will answer it to her development, you know, where she is. And then the scripture might mean something a little bit different to her. But yeah, I think it works for all of them, but either devotion or in a Bible study setting. Yeah, this is so on point with the Bible. Oh, I love it. And then you fill in the blank, which makes, I can just see like myself, or I don't, for you who's listening, imagine yourself (laughs) in middle school or high school answering a question like, God shows you blank or God shows blank to you, his daughter. God comes to your blank when you need help. God wants you to enjoy blank. God wants you to share in the blank of the heavenly family. (laughs) Like just the fact that there's like these little blanks. So people can fill in what God is speaking to them. It's just like really cool because it's getting people to dig in deep to kind of create that front porch eight-year-old fire of who Jesus is in their lives. Yes. You know? <laughs> yes. And it is, I love that you said blanks. It's like, Lord, fill in the blanks of my life. And this is your personal blank. Like this is who God created you to be. So let's fill in the blank for you. Let's see what scripture says and see what God can do with the unique person he's created in you. Amen. And I love that. That's yes. a fire catcher, you know? <laughs> That's a fire catcher for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So the second book. 
So A Daughter's Worth was written about five years later, and it it is a standalone study, but I just began um, working with teenage girls and some college, and I just started to be really burdened about the necessity for authentic relationship. This isn't our parents' faith. This isn't um, just a surface faith that we've just, you know, considered. This is an, a personal, intimate, growing faith with the Lord Himself. And so I wrote A Daughter's Heart to look at six attributes of God and how those attributes form our faith and our relationship, not only to Him, but also to others. So it's kind of a little step up, like let's get intimate. But to get intimate, we have to know who this God is. Oh, that's so important. It's so um, it's so important to know who God is because if we don't get disciplined and recognize who God is, we can let the negative thoughts creep in, and it, that's not what mm. God is about at all. You know, we no. can start making up who we think God is or what we think God would say or do in certain situations. But if we know who God is and appreciate yes. Him for what He's done for us, embrace His promises discerning the Lord's desires, trusting the conqueror. I'm just like reading at this point, yeah. like the bio, uh, believing what he says. It's just so important for every moment of our lives. Like if you're feeling hopeless, that is the opposite of what God wants you to feel like right mm, now. Amen. And you know, I am there now. I'm almost 59 years old and I have found myself in a difficult season. I struggled for a while. I went to a Christian counselor, cried mm. the whole time, and she was so wise in saying to me, Ava, I don't think you're crying about the thing. I think you're crying because you believe that your best friend, God, has broken your heart. Mm. And she was right. And I thought, oh, I can't say that. I can't say that about my best friend. But it became apparent to me very soon uh, after that, that maybe I didn't really know everything there was to know, as if we can, about my God. Like maybe sometimes there are disappointments and maybe he's using them for his glory. Like, is that okay? So that began uh, a renewed pursuit. I mean, at 50 something years old, who is this God I'm serving? And I'm telling you, once we understand his love for us and the fact that he does not leave us in the hard times, the fact he says there will be hard times, that's what I had to remember, but that he's faithful to use every little drop, every breath we take that it was much easier to face what's coming. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. I I don't know. I don't know if people understand what you just said. That was really powerful. If we can dig into that. Hallelujah. I mean, he can get you out of the pit. Just surrender it to him. Yeah. Well, could I read just two verses from John 12? Please, 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 please. Oh, I love this verse. I have my Bible ready just in case we had a chance, but um, I have been reading the Bible chronologically for several years now. I'll do it every other year. And that has been a game changer for me just to Mm -hmm. see the continuity of scripture. But I'm in John now. And I was noticing um, in verse 27 of John chapter 12, Jesus is speaking. He's getting foretelling his death. And Jesus says, my soul has become troubled. What shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. 
but for this purpose, I came to this hour. And then he ends with, Father, glorify your name. And I've just been parking there, Ricky, for like three days. I can't get off those two verses. But my soul has become troubled, okay? There's going to be trouble, and this is Jesus. Like, okay, my trouble is sometimes through sin or complacency. But even Jesus had trouble. But then he says, should I ask you to save me from it? No, just glorify your name. And I keep thinking, dear God, I keep writing in my journal, help me get there. Help me get there, you know, just for his glory. Bring it on, whatever it is, for your glory, Lord, just make your name known. Yes. And would you recommend if someone is going through a situation where they are saying, I need help, I need help, I need help, would you say to pray God, let your glory be known in this situation. Lord, God, let your glory be known. How do you recommend praying through that? Oh, I have so many prayers in my journal, uh, tears on my, what I call my Jesus chair, where I go to spend time with him. Um, I always pray it, but Reiki, sometimes my heart's not there because we are human, you know, mm-hmm. and my emotions aren't quite there yet, but I want to be there. So yes, for me, when I pray, even if my emotions aren't quite there yet, it helps me to go ahead and pray it. Lord, I want to make your name known. I don't want to live here. I don't want to live in bitterness. So help me get there. My emotions are not matching what I know to be true. So make your name known and help me live on the inside what I am determined to project on the outside. Yes. And that for me, he's faithful to that. It's not overnight. Sometimes I have to catch those thoughts again and keep them captive. But I'm saying increasingly over the years, when I see that God does remain faithful to glorify even the icky, then he'll come through again. And that's the beauty of following for a while and getting that intimacy and knowing that he's going to show up. Yeah, even when I feel icky, that's that'll preach. Yes. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Yes. I'm feeling that's the sticky. best word choice. That's what Bible verse is encouraging you in this season, right? Oh, yes. I go to John often because in John, I love that, that John always explains what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. In the beginning was the word, and the word was God. So if we're thinking, who is that? Well, a few verses down, he goes, oh, the word was Jesus. Oh, okay. So it doesn't take a whole lot of intellect to get John, which I love. And yes. then also, I love how Jesus always submits to the Father. Jesus, he says, the Father sent me. It is my Father's will. And so I think for us as humans, what a lesson that if Jesus submits, then maybe that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. submitting to God's purpose. And so, yeah, John is one of my go-tos, but right now I can't get out of chapter 12. God's keeping me there for a little while. I love it. I just kind of want to read this again. Whoever's um, listening to this, just uh, shout this up in a praise. It's John 12, 27 says, now my soul is troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. No, it was for this very reason I came to this hour. And this is verse 28. Father, glorify your name. And that is a prayer. Father, glorify your name in this podcast and whatever the person who's listening, whatever they're doing today, Father, I pray that you glorify your name in their lives. And I pray the same for Ava. I want to ask you about upcoming events at Olive Baptist. What what do y'all have going on? 
Well, on June 28th, I am super excited about a women's night of worship. Um, our um, college and career ladies, we um, call that crossroads, but they are uh, developing it for us. And it is going to be such a sweet, intimate, stripped down opportunity for authentic worship. So it will be just a guitar. It'll be some old hymns mixed in with some contemporary. We want it to be intimate. We want every woman to be seen. And that is what God keeps putting on my heart is that these are our sisters. Mm -hmm. These are our sisters. We're not there as, um, you know, a a worship conference. This is not a a meeting. These are our sisters and we're going to meet and worship and hear a little bit from the book of Esther, which deals with trusting in the unknowns, which has kind of become a theme for today's podcast, I think. And so I think it's just going to be a sweet time of just being with the father and rediscovering the awe of worship. Yeah, trusting in the unknown and having the yes. confidence that Christ Woo. is going to come through for you. Like he is going to come through for you. Okay. He will. He <laughs> always does. Yeah. He always does. That's so good. So this airs on June 27th. We're talking a little bit before then, but for you who's listening, the next day is June 28th. So this right. will be uh promo, promo, read all about it. I don't know, or <laughs> listen all about, it. I don't know. Uh yes. So that next night would be June 28th for that worship at All of Baptist Church. And I know all of Baptist, y'all are on it with the social media. So we will put uh, the All of Baptist Women's Ministry links to the description of this podcast, and they will have Good. more information on the events. They all, y'all always do. Y'all have like videos about it. I love those short videos that y'all are doing. The um, the ministry like the movies almost right. The marketing department, just a little plug for them and encouragement. They are phenomenal. I've been working with them for a couple of weeks, and I am just. Lord at the talents that God has given them and the way that they are allowing God to use them. It is just amazing. Yeah, really, really good stuff. And um, I pray for God to continue increasing their success because, man, we need more Christian, good Christian Mm. broadcasting. So really proud of you guys for all that you're doing to glorify His name. (laughs) That's right. Make His name known. Is there anything else you wanted to share? Oh, Ricky, I just want to thank you. And I know you didn't ask me for this, but your positivity that comes probably naturally, but the joy of the Lord shows in you. And if we could just bottle that, but you know, we can't through the Holy Spirit, can't we? But I just want to say that you are such an encouragement and following your broadcast has brightened my day and just honed me back in on what I'm getting up every morning. Um, so thank you for using your gifts for the Lord because it makes such a difference in the believers and the non-believers life, I do believe. These are eternal things you're doing. Oh, thank you so much. I love Jesus. It's true. And I know you do. (laughs) I mean, I just, I tell people who haven't been on the podcast or listened to it. I'm like, look, you guys, if you were friends with my friends, you would love Jesus because they love Jesus and they share it and they come on the podcast and, you know, they're my friends. And it's just so encouraging to see what God has done in your life and the other guests who have come on and my friends and family just 
God is so good and he really does have good plans for your life if you love him. Thank you. Right back to you, Ava. Thank you for sharing your testimony here on Broadcast is Love. Always. Thank you so much, Ricky. I really enjoyed it. At the end of every podcast, we always pray. So no matter where you are, what you're doing, let's pray to Jesus and just ask him to be the fire inside of us, like little Ava in front of the purple front porch at eight years old. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Thank you so much for the picture of childlike faith. I pray that each person listening to this right now is imagining themselves as an eight-year-old who is just praising your name and having childlike faith according to your word. Father, I pray that you decrease us and you increase in our lives. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Hey, this is Dustin, one of the pastors at Grace Bible Church in Sebring, Florida. Thanks for tuning in to listen to Broadcast His Love with Ricky Van Stewart. I hope you will also consider joining us on our podcast as well. Our hope is to encourage you, inspire you, and compel you towards a closer walk with Jesus and one another. You can find us on every platform where podcasts are offered by simply searching for Grace Bible Church Sebring. Again, this is Pastor Dustin, and I hope to get to connect with you very soon. Hey, this is Mark Stockland, pastor and CEO for Haiti Bible Mission in Jeremy Haiti. If you'd like to follow along with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti, you can check us out at HaitiBibleMission.org. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We'd love to get you guys connected with what we're doing in Jeremy Haiti and how you can partner with us to live the difference, to help empower leaders to transform communities. God bless you guys and have a great day. Hey everyone, it's Erica with Glassy Day Studio where we believe every broken, discarded and disrupted thing will be reclaimed, restored and redeemed by the one who created and calms the waves. Glassy Day jewelry is shaped from recycled surfboard resin and each design is named after a woman in the Bible. And 10% of every purchase supports foster care ministries. Check it out at glassydaystudio.com. And thanks for listening. And if this episode has drawn you closer to Christ, please share it with your friends and family or even one person that might find encouragement in the message and a deeper relationship with Christ. God bless and have a great week. This is amazing.